0: Welcome to Michia Sai Snaps. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm
1: Aaron Weir, and this is a mildly late teen drama fan cast.
0: Yes. Coming out a little bit late. Uh for reasons.
1: For reasons and stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but we are back with Riverdale, and what an episode.
1: This was an episode that made me uncomfortable.
0: It, I I had to pause it a lot to just like Take a moment.
1: Like, I feel dirty having watched it. I feel like I watched something I wasn't supposed to.
0: Yeah, it just, it feels, it's weird because nobody in the show feels uncomfortable, but like you feel like they should feel uncomfortable, and it's uncomfortable because they're not uncomfortable. Yeah, on
1: their behalf, I'm like, I am so sorry, characters, that some cruel god is making you do these things. It's like
0: the reason why I don't watch... A lot of that cringe humor, like The Office and Parks and Rec I never really got into. Mm. Because I don't like feeling that way. It's not an enjoyable way for me to watch television. You don't
1: want to be forever worried that, like, things are going to go wrong for the characters. (laughs) And I was, like, on tender hooks that there was going to be disasters. Yeah.
0: And, and, uh, like... You want tension – it's a hard line to balance. It's a real hard line to balance because, yeah, you want that tension of like, oh my God, something could happen, but you don't want it to be based on like this weird, cringy, like – Well,
1: it's like um, – so Superstar always does a good job of this where yes. like things always go wrong for Sandra, but when they need to go right, they go right. Yeah. But Archie, on the other hand, things always go wrong for Archie. And do they
0: ever go right when they need to go Right. The show doesn't do good good job of sometimes giving you wins.
1: Yeah, when has anyone ever succeeded at anything <laughs> on camera who's not Veronica?
0: I mean, I, mean, I was going to say, Cheryl succeeds a lot.
1: Yeah, but who loves Cheryl? I, think- I mean,
0: apparently more people than we realize...
1: Um, that's true, actually. I was going to be like, the plot of this episode is no one loves Cheryl, but that well, is not the case.
0: I mean, we know that Cheryl loves Cheryl. Cheryl loves Cheryl so much that she won't love anyone else and then get mad at them because...
1: They don't love her. Because
0: they do love her, but she doesn't think that they should love her, or they don't love her in the way she wants them to love her. They
1: don't love her in the way they, that she wants them to love her. That's
0: true. Yeah, that's exactly it.
1: It's like a Hold Steady song. <laughs>
0: Yep, that is the most relatable thing to Riverdale, is the, the band hold The steady. Hold steady. I mean,
1: they both are about drugs and <laughs> cities and parties. It is, a lot,
0: it is a lot about drugs. A lot of drugs in Riverdale. So many
1: drugs in Riverdale. In this podunk town.
0: <laughs> podunk town. Uh, okay, uh, quantum state of this town. This episode, it goes to about mid-size. We learned that they have, like... A self-help group for alien abductions in this episode?
1: In a church. In a church. Which means they have both a church and a self-help and group. And enough
0: people that, like...
1: And this woman from a city who works at a university is who, able to run it in Riverdale. In Riverdale.
0: Which makes Riverdale seem, like, mid-sized.
1: I would say it's like the Stony Brook, Connecticut, to the Stamford, Connecticut, of the Babysitter's Club. Yeah. Some of our listeners will get that reference, not- and it's okay if you don't.
0: Yeah, not your co-host. No, that's no. okay. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> just, just for you listeners out there, not for the person who is working with her
1: Stony Brook is a town of middling uh, and changeable size and Stanford is the city that's nearby
0: that's fine if you're if, if you're fine with me doing my, my weird analogies I cannot get angry at you for making references to the Babysitter's Club Which legally
1: I, <laughs> legally you can't be mad at me legally, there's, a, there's laws define, defining that
0: yeah, yeah legally when I make jokes about <laughs> video games and uh, Indonesian action films you could make Babysitter's Club
1: and neither of us can be mad. <laughs>
0: no, we'll just look at each other and go, "Uh huh."
1: Sibling harmony. Yeah, that's
0: perfect. All right. Speaking of harmony, let's head into a very disharmonious, disharmonious. Yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Disharmonious, disharmonious, unharmonious, disharmonious. It, it
0: feels weird. It feels like I should be pronouncing it differently. Anyway, a disharmonious, a discordant town. I guess because uh, this is Riverdale season five, episode eight, "Lock and Key." Lock and
1: key Kevin, people are having sex by trucks, although I think they're just giving handy jays. It's, it's
0: unclear. unclear. Um, so Jughead explains a lot can happen in seven years, but some things never change. Like Kevin. Kevin will never change, apparently.
1: Okay, but when, so Kevin is giving a handy J or receiving one. It's I, unclear.
0: I just said, hooking up with random truckers.
1: And I was convinced that he was on the hunt for well, news about Polly. Well, <laughs> and the only way to do that was through sex, I guess.
0: Oh, oh, I was I was not on that because they've shown us how many times that Kevin is obsessed with just cruising in the sketchy... If there's people being murdered in the forest, you better believe he's cruising the forest. If there's people being murdered at truck stops, you better believe he's cruising at truck stops.
1: What has made him this way? Well, that question won't be answered. Yeah.
0: And it's... Here's the thing. They'll take a while, actually, to do this because you'll he'll, he'll, we'll see him with this guy, Rick... Uh, who has the sweetest eyes.
1: Yeah, he seems like a very sweet and earnest and well-meaning trucker like, who like, hooks up with people whose names he doesn't know.
0: Yeah, like, the look is... Like, his entire look is trucker, but then you look in his eyes and you're like, why why do you have such sweet and caring eyes? Anyway, this is sort of set up in the way where you're like, oh my god, Kevin, because he immediately goes home to uh, Fangs and... Tony's like, oh, Kevin's cheating on- He's uh... stepping out. And they'll actually draw this out for another, like, intercut scene before they reveal that actually Kevin and Fangs have had an open relationship for-
1: Three years. For, like, three
0: years, and they're just discussing now of, like, closing, because Fangs was on the road. And
1: And now Fangs is not on the road?
0: I guess, I guess not.
1: I guess because now he's a volunteer firefighter?
0: I guess so. I, I don't know. Thanks. inexplicable. Thanks is given up the trucker life, so there, so he, he wants to close relationship. He wants to become monogamous, essentially. Yeah. Um, I mean, really, he wants to have this thruple here.
1: Yes, because um, we're going to have quite a lot of lead up to this, that there's a big announcement. Yeah. the big a announcement h- is going to change things.
0: Yeah. We come between a lot of scenes here. So, like, we get Archie, who's doing some sexy firemanning for Betty. Lovely. Yep. We
1: have Jughead and Tabitha who are meeting with um that doctor. You know, the doctor that we saw the picture of last episode. Yeah, the,
0: the anthropologist. It's nice of her still to show up. I'm unclear if this is the same day.
1: They also, I don't think, told her that the specimen was
0: stolen. Yeah, which is why I'm like, is this the same day? Like, oh, maybe. But it doesn't feel like... It if can't or, be. Everybody else's stories does not feel like this should be the same day as last episode. You know,
1: Jughead, we will learn... And we know, drinks a lot of whiskey. So he may have just forgotten this woman was coming.
0: (laughs) He's just like two weeks later and he's like, oh, yeah.
1: Oh, shoot. I called you to come down here.
0: Well, come inside and we'll tell you why our kitchen is so sticky. (laughs) Uh, The the twins are making some noodle art over the missing posters of their mom, which is.
1: Alice is a bad grandma.
0: Dark Alice. Alice, just do it like. On another table,
1: you have so many tables in this big house.
0: Just, just don't have them making noodle art over the the posters of their missing mother. Anyway, another body was found. It's not Polly, and then later we'll get it confirmed again. It's not Polly, but
1: Betty is now very involved in looking at bodies that come out of the swamp in Riverdale.
0: Yeah, I don't know. And this will be the only appearance of um, Sheriff Keller. He will appear in the background <laughs> of the of the the shot where. Betty is at the swamp.
1: The thing is, Tom Keller has no more hot dads to hang out with. All the hot dads have left.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just
1: Hiram. Who, I'm sorry, Marquezuelas may be attractive, but Hiram
0: is no hot dad. <laughs> no, he's got a real 1950s. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the lodges, Veronica gets a really innocuous message from Chad, and she's. <laughs>
1: Infuriated that her husband dares to send her an instant yeah. message on her computer, he's like,
0: "Good morning, sweetie. How are you?" Because we know Chad, we know it. They're we like- know he
1: means it in a mean way. But
0: <laughs> her response of, "Ugh, not now, Chad." <laughs> Just he's like, "Hey." And, I don't know, for some reason, I always think it's funnier if Chad is nicer than his character actually is. He's like, <laughs> hey, sweetie, how's it going? She's like, ugh, shut up. As if. Husband.
1: So in comes Smithers, and because like, the time has come, the walrus said, to do a <laughs> reno of my penthouse.
0: Yes. So they're going through with what they've said three or four episodes ago now.
1: And, um... You know, Smithers is a reasonable human being and is like, oh, we should go find a construction company to do this work. And she says, no, no, I have a construction company.
0: It's weird. So her husband made that real weird deal with Archie where it's like, we'll give you the money for your football team, but you must renovate our apartment. And Frog is like, yeah, that's binding. (laughs) I like to imagine she did that. And then Smithers is just like. Are you sure? Like,
1: Do you really want to hire a single man, one man, who is a football coach, an ROTC coach, a teacher, and runs the volunteer fire department? Is that the man who should be renovating your penthouse? I don't know what
0: the writers think this says about Veronica, because she was against the fact that... That, that um that Chad, Chad, Chad would do this, like, like don't ask him to renovate our apartment to get some money. But now she's like, actually, I'm alone now, so I think he should renovate our apartment.
1: That's exactly what the writers are saying. They're like, mm, hmm, thinks Archie is sexy, and she would like to sit next to him <laughs> on a couch looking at drawings of the Pembroke.
0: And, and just like how she manipulated her students, she would like to manipulate him.
1: And Archie's like, Archie does not seem to think he can do this task, but sure, he'll ask his friend Eric.
0: Yeah, and apparently Veronica will also help. It with spackle at a certain point. Anyway, Veronica wants to tear this entire apartment down.
1: There's no way Archie has the construction skills to tear the Pembroke down to the studs.
0: Well, room 303. That's right. Yeah.
1: So in come Betty and Jughead, and they're also like, oh, nice drawings. And they awkwardly say hi to each other I, as I, if
0: they've never seen is, each other. This is a beautiful moment. <laughs> just <laughs> coming in. And just Betty just... Betty and Jacob look at each other. And go, hey, <laughs> hey! I'm like, yeah, that's not awkward. Not at all. <laughs> you guys are definitely dealing with this well.
1: So, um, they're looking at these drawings, and then in come Cheryl, and then what?
0: Why? I th- remember when Cheryl when Cheryl was introduced in this s- season as like, oh, she's a recluse that no one has seen in seven years, and it took the barest energy for her to be like, no, I just wander around now. Now
1: I'm always in this high school that I have the barest connection to. It's probably illegal, but I'm here.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's... So, anyway.
1: anyway, Fangs and Kevin come in because it turns out they called all of the main characters there to make their big announcement.
0: And they'll, they're it's going to be very confusing, so...
1: So, we're going to break it down for you. One, they are engaged. Two... They are having a baby. Three. The baby's coming in like three days because it's <laughs> Tony's baby.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. So they decided that, like, they're going to adopt yeah. with Tony, like, the three of them. This this, this is
1: like th- a surrogate thing, maybe. Who knows? Well, no.
0: At first, I thought it was like, oh, so this, you know, they're deciding, like, oh, uh, the three of us are going to raise Tony's baby together mm-hmm. as, like, you know, this little thruple here. Though uh, Tony's not sexually involved in that, just like, as a parenting. But,
1: yeah, thruple. it's a parenting thruple.
0: But then it reveals after Cheryl is. Pissed about this, that Tony the entire time has been the surrogate parent for their baby. So
1: I remember when she was like, "I'm pregnant. I'll never tell who the dad is."
0: It it's because it, the, the, the I mean, she, I, I, I guess
1: because the dads weren't ready to tell yet.
0: Yeah, this oh, feels
1: Fangs is coming off of the road because of the baby. But what is he doing for a job? How are they going to? He's going to teach at school. He does not teach at the school. He's
0: going to teach at the school. He's going to teach. Aaron, they have so little teachers. They'll he can he can teach math.
1: We've seen grown adults in the back of some of these teachers' room scenes.
0: Yeah. No, those are just students. But <laughs>
1: they're, they're like 40.
0: No, students. Anyway, yeah, so cuz Cheryl comes in and Tony explains the entire thing, which is that she she explains that she went to a doctor and what she says makes sense, but she'll say it in the weirdest way out
1: So what she says is during her, her sophomore year of university, she went to a doctor and the doctor told her that she has a condition. No more monkeys
0: jumping on the bed.
1: <laughs> a condition that will make it harder to get pregnant as she gets older, which are weir-
0: real things. Well, well, but she says it in such a way where it's like, I have a condition where the older I get, the harder it'll be for me to have kids. I'm like, Life? So, so you're
1: you're like so every woman so has that condition. Your condition
0: is is life. You have an existence, but she must have another thing where it's like it's essentially accelerated.
1: Well, yeah, because I have a friend who went into perimenopause when she was like 22. Yeah. So she had to decide like she was married and she's like I gotta have kids now or never, and she chose never.
0: But the weird but the weird way of describing it as as I get older, I'll be less likely to have kids.
1: It's like the writer's room was full of men, and they knew that this is a condition that exists, but they didn't know what it was called, so they were like, let's just hand wave at it. It's fine.
0: We could Google it. No, we got to get the script out today. We're shooting now. We're shooting
1: now. (laughs) We really dropped the ball on this one episode.
0: Tony, we're going to change up your lines. You're not going to have a disease or something. I don't care.
1: (laughs) So she wanted to have kids, like, right away, and she's not in a relationship right now because she loves Cheryl. And she will always love Cheryl, I guess, is the... Okay, no, because no. here it seems like she loves Cheryl and she wanted to give them another chance. Yeah, no,
0: here, Cheryl, as soon as Cheryl hears about this, number one, she freaks out because Cheryl's a terrible human being this yes. entire episode. Cheryl care-
1: cannot stand yeah. that Tony could be happy. And she, in fact, says, oh, great. So you have a family and I'm alone forever. It's
0: like, like, damn, Cheryl, you broke up with Tony.
1: Tony has always been willing to put the work in. And
0: in this scene, Tony goes, well, maybe... We could try to make it work. And then Cheryl goes, I don't see how we can. So she immediately goes, well, we couldn't be together. We could be together. No, we can't be together. (laughs) Screw you, Cheryl. Shut up. And, you know,
1: Tony has been kind of terrible over the past couple episodes, but I'm back on Team Tony.
0: (laughs) Well, like this moment right here where she's like, maybe we could try to work out. Like, "No, no, Tony, don't. Trust me, it's not worth it. You've seen so much of how much Cheryl is so self-involved. And- the only reason she cares about this is because you learned that your baby is Kevin and Fangs. Like She didn't care you were pregnant before.
1: But because now she knows who the father
0: might I, be. I don't know what, what Cheryl thought would happen. The baby would just disappear one day or that Cheryl would come to Tony again and be like, hey, why don't we... Because she came there the first time, like... Yo, hey girl, I'm pregnant right now.
1: Want to hang out? And Cheryl was like, no.
0: no. Like, what did Cheryl, what did Cheryl want to I happen have, here?
1: I have a question. What does Tony see in Cheryl? What has Cheryl ever done? What
0: does anyone see in Cheryl? Like, to, and Cheryl coming out and being so upset about this after, she, Tony had seen her twice in seven years. The fact that Tony is still hung up on her is insane. It's yeah. like, it's, she feels like an abused partner.
1: Well, and it's like, you know, she says that she had a life in those seven years. I think as soon as she walked off camera at the end of (laughs) the, you know, essentially a finale, she ceased to exist. Yeah,
0: she had a short time where she saw a doctor and learned that she was aging, as people do. Um, And then she, nine months ago, or, man, she's really far along. Yeah, Seven to eight months ago, met with Kevin and and Fangs, like, hey do a baby
1: and then i guess they did it at home no they do still have the hospital they yeah. have the magic hospital anyway we cannot belabor this what we have to do instead is betty and kevin have to talk about babies babies and the fact that kevin
0: God, the roundabout way they get to it's essentially like yo did you ever think it'd be fangs and me the first ones getting married and having babies like, I don't know. I didn't think about it that much at all, honestly. People
1: in high school don't really think about that stuff.
0: Um, but then he learns that Betty and Archie are sexing at each other. And, and
1: Betty's like, this definitely has to be a secret. Because as soon as we talk about it, it becomes a thing. I know how this town works. Kevin
0: is weirdly grossed out about her dating Jughead again. And for a while, I was like, "Like, oh, come on. Then I... Thought did, about it more? Then you see Jughead in the rest of this episode. And you're like, yeah, you know what? He did kind of grow up into a real weird freak. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so we immediately cut to him uh, teaching his class where he's talking about Slaughterhouse Five because they got it to give him something with aliens in it.
1: I've never read Slaughterhouse Five, so I didn't realize it was about aliens.
0: Well, Slaughterhouse Five is this really weird book. Like, it actually, like, that's a pretty interesting here where he is experiencing his life at, like, the exact same time. The mm-hmm. idea being that he, I can't remember his name, but he's become unhooked from rea- from time
1: Right, um, so, so he can be in lots of places at once.
0: Yeah, and one of them is far future alien zoo, and then war, and then a lot of things like this. It's a it is a sci fi book.
1: And so, while Jughead is talking with House Five, he hallucinates an alien.
0: Yeah, he hallucinates an alien a lot, and it's a full alien.
1: It's it's pretty creepy. Like Riverdale, yeah. Yeah. I think you're putting all of your money towards making beautiful <laughs> shots.
0: But a little bit on this creepy alien. Good work. And then he says the other interpretation is Billy is crazy. And I'm like, come on, Lang- come on English teacher. Yeah. Every book can be interpreted as someone is crazy.
1: I mean, literally any book.
0: Yeah. Charlotte's Web, Pig is Crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or the man who thinks about the pig and yeah. writes the book is crazy. Babe,
0: pig is crazy. pig is crazy. Any book about a pig, really. It's, I mean, especially-
1: Lord of the Flies? Pig is crazy. <laughs> Pig, Pig is crazy. Then Pig is dead.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Piggy, also crazy. He's a man, but Everyone's his name crazy. is Pig. Yeah,
0: everyone, everyone. That's, that's every book can be interpreted. Anyway, so he decides to join this... Uh...
1: Oh, yeah. So we didn't mention earlier, when he talks to the doctor, she's like, look, most people who think that they have alien abductions, they're just suppressing some trauma. But some of them were abducted by aliens. The actress who
0: plays this um, anthropologist... I don't know why. She's playing her like she's got a scam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I run a support group for... Like, like it's weird that she's someone who goes out and is interested in, like, potential aliens, but then also runs... Like, there's no, there can't be any money in that.
1: No, it, but she presents it like it's an MLM.
0: Yeah, she does. <laughs> anyway, he's going to join this MLM.
1: So, while this is going on, Cheryl is back home... And remember when Miss Marble was like, I know your secret that you do painting forgeries? Yeah.
0: And do you remember before that when we when we first met Minerva Marble and we were like, oh, she's clearly some sort of, like, high society person who's got herself together and has, like, schemes upon schemes?
1: No schemes, just a crush on Cheryl.
0: Yep. So apparently uh, Minerva Marble... <laughs> This has it is, it is become later that she clear later that she has a crush on Cheryl, but she's been blackmailing her with the knowledge of her uh fake picture for her to paint her.
1: And so while Cheryl is painting her, she's like, is it easy for you to paint me because I'm beautiful, or some nonsense like some, that? Yeah,
0: some weirdo nonsense like that. Um the painting, by the way, is of <laughs> Minerva. As, as Minerva. Yeah. Shooting, just hunting a Deer.
1: Well, she's she's Minerva as Minerva, the god. No,
0: I would love if Minerva didn't get that. <laughs> and she's like, like, oh yeah, yeah, me just killing a deer. She
1: like, does not say <laughs> that she gets it, so she might not get it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Anyway, Cheryl is distraught during this painting because Tony dares to be happy.
0: Yes. Uh. Man, it's it is always frightening when we see inside Cheryl's point of view because her point of view is that Tony lured her out of her house to taunt her with her happiness.
1: And Minerva's like, well, there's only two things you can do, and I think one of them is destroying Tony's happiness. Yeah.
0: (laughs) This woman who we thought maybe was, like, a rational human being in this world, he's like, no, no, no. If someone else is happy, you either can, you know, move on on, or crush them.
1: And um, I think she knows what she's saying, because you know what Cheryl's going to pick. She's going to pick chaos. She's going
0: to throw some chaos at it. And, of course, in the most classic Cheryl way... Through a plan that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that she has no control over how it's going to work out. Yep.
1: <laughs> so Veronica gets a call from Katie Keene,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the voice is the actress of Katie Keene. Well, she's not
0: got a lot else going she on. She has another TV show. Well, Only about Katie Keene stuff going on right now. <laughs> That's true. Yeah.
1: Um. So Katie Keene is upset. Because she's at work and she's at the cafe at work. And Chad just walked in with the heiress to the Spiffany's fortune. Because this is a world where any of those things
0: exist. Now, now here's the thing. Veronica will go from being, well, clearly he's trying to make me jealous. And... Yeah, because this is Riverdale. But once again, I like to picture the world where he's like, "Well, you kind of we're kind of like separated." So yeah, I went on a date with someone. I'm- or
1: is he even on a date, or is this just like a university friend? He went for coffee with a friend from school. But
0: Veronica's first instinct is, "Oh, well, he was trying to make." They will never mention this again. By the way.
1: Also, how could Chad? I mean, I guess he went to Lacey's. Yeah. I was just going to say, how could Chad know that this is going to make its way back to Veronica?
0: I mean, the the thing is like. It's just like the way that this This, this show works. works. He, if he's aware he's in a show, he's like, if I do this, Veronica will hear about it. And so and, Veronica... Yeah, he went to Lacey's.
1: ...does hear about it, and she decides to...
0: Fight fire with fire. And
1: fire is firefighters.
0: <laughs> well, in this case, construction workers. Okay, can
1: we point out how did these men... It's been like a day, and they have torn her home down to the studs. (laughs) I
0: I think what happened. Two men. I think what happened is she's she's like, "All right, Eric and Argy, get in there," and they just run around screaming with (laughs) (laughs) with sledgehammers, (laughs) just breaking everything. And Brug is like, "Oh, you don't have to break the couch." Okay, all right, yeah. Because like, I did say to the studs,
1: all the walls are down. How did they do it this fast? They are. This is this renovation will continue to be inexplicable.
0: Yeah, yeah. Especially considering how my- many jobs Archie has,
1: and Eric. Eric also does the ROTC, and he's also a fireman. I don't think he's
0: in the ROTC. I think he just talked to them that one time. Okay,
1: so he's just a fireman.
0: He's yeah, he's just a volunteer fireman, and then he could pretty much do this full-time.
1: I hope someone's paying him. I hope
0: someone's paying him as well. Anyway, so she goes to get a photo with... I mean, mostly, it's, let's be clear, it's Archie. Yeah, because she, she wants. She to, knows what she's doing. Because she wants... And she's, then what? She's going to post it on her social media so that...
1: Yeah, she's posting it on Instagram. Yeah, right.
0: Um, and then this is followed up by Cheryl, who has invited them all to, let's be clear, Tony's work.
1: Yes. And so um, Veronica will buy them drinks, and she needs to buy them a lot of drinks, because... <laughs> Yeah. They destroyed her home. Yeah,
0: yes, absolutely. Um we're we're gonna get a listing and we we sort of see a lot between Archie and Eric, which is, oh, Archie has been sleeping with Betty, but he still possibly has feelings for Veronica. And
1: Archie pulls an Archie by being like, She is married. And Eric's <laughs> like, Yeah, you can still have crushes, dum dum.
0: Well, I mean not only that, she's
1: barely, barely
0: married. married. Like, I'm I'm not one to really pull at those uh you know, fine lines, but... But
1: this show doesn't seem to understand what marriage is. This
0: line is not very fine. Like, it seems very clear that, mm-hmm. Ver- that Veronica and him are not really married.
1: I would be surprised if they were ever actually married. Yeah, it
0: was all just a like, you know, prank, bro. Um, right.
1: So Cheryl apologizes to Tony for not being very open-hearted.
0: And once again, Tony is like, yeah, maybe we can... Try to work through this. Like, this is Tony's last shot of, hey, maybe we could get back together.
1: And Cheryl's like, nope, I'd like to throw you a party, which I'm going to announce by standing on a pool table. And this party, this party.
0: (sighs) Cheryl has decided to, in front of her high school friends, be like, hey, y'all, why don't you come to my place? And we all swing.
1: Now, does Cheryl understand what a key party is like does she think it's just grown up spin the bottle which by the way she also did spin the bottle wrong
0: yeah well she does seem to think that it's like yeah it's a like well, I mean she just seems to be aware that yeah no it's a sex party
1: and it, instead of people being like let's have a normal baby shower yeah it, they it, act as if they are compelled to attend yeah
0: all of them are just like friends it. like, Yeah, no, we got to go. We have, I mean, come on, Cheryl Vette, we have to go. Be impolite not to go to this weird sex party with my high school friends.
1: Like, none of them are friends with Cheryl. Yeah. Cheryl's like a Victorian ghost who wanders this town. <laughs>
0: Eric is there.
1: He doesn't have to go. <laughs> Tabitha goes to the party and she doesn't have to go. Yeah,
0: Reggie will show up at the party because I guess Cheryl invited him as well.
1: I mean, Reggie showed up because he's lonely because the only person he hangs out with is Hiram.
0: Yeah, he walks through a swamp talking to dead <laughs> bodies. Um it's this is the moment where i, I kind of got Cheryl a little bit more cuz she stands up on that table and she explains like look you know people getting married and uh you know having babies and i don't know if the show's going to dwell on it a little bit more but she's stuck in high school
1: yes and she's trying to be the head bee
0: yeah she's she uh, that's, why, that's why she's trying to have like uh She's like, oh well, I guess we'll have an an adult version of my spin the bottle party, and this and and it'll be this time will be a key party, and we'll actually we'll have sex. And this is what people want to do when they're twenty five years old and out of college.
1: And she keeps thinking that she can just boss people around like she did in high school because she thinks the popularity works that way.
0: And the weird thing is, the show doesn't see, doesn't pull hard enough at that thread. Maybe they will in later episodes that she has. It just seems so clear now in that moment when she stands on the table that she has not progressed. She is still stuck in high school. Mm-hmm. And I want and It's probably gonna be Tony. I need someone to tell her you are stuck in high school.
1: You're a grown up now. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with being a grown up, Cheryl. They're not marching. Tw- At one point, she says, we're almost in our 30s. And then <laughs> death. And I'm like, you're 25. Yeah, they're like
0: 24, 25.
1: Like they're closer to 20 than they are to 30. It's
0: like we'll be 30 and then we'll die. And I'm like, OK, see, she's got hang ups.
1: Yes, could literally anyone talk to her? No, mm. oh, I mean, no, you can't talk to Cheryl. No, you can't. Uh, so Betty arrives home after this party.
0: And Polly's on her bed.
1: She's all beat up. And oh, oh no. my God, the trash bag killer got her. Oh. TBK, TBK. Oh, the
0: niece that's Betty's throat, And it was a dream.
1: It's, yeah. it's a nightmare. So what does she do? She looks across the street slash next door and she calls over the boy across the street slash next door. I do
0: want to clarify this scene. Now... We don't know entirely the setup of these houses. But she looks across the street and sees Archie's room, which I think is now either Eric's or Jughead's room.
1: Wait, how do Eric and Jughead live with Archie? We know there's only two rooms. Aaron,
0: they share a room. One of them sleeps on the floor.
1: Oh, Eric.
0: He's probably one to on the couch.
1: Yeah, that's true. Jughead sleeps on the couch.
0: So Archie comes over and he's like, he's like, all right, time to have some sex. Fortunately, your mom leaves a key outside. I have to climb up a, a fire escape and... Scratch myself,
1: and then he looks at Betty's face, and he's like, oh no, "Oh no, you have sadness."
0: Oh no, this isn't a sex call. Oh no,
1: and Betty's like, "I had a terrible nightmare. I do have PTSD, which we could bond over, but we will not. Instead, we'll have
0: sex." I don't think they do have sex. You don't think so? No, I think I. I think that's the reason why this is like the the last time. Yeah, this is like the the moment in the relationship is because mm. they have both mentioned early on that they don't really want it getting any more serious, and I am weirdly excited by this show the fact that
1: this is so mature
0: these are people two people who are like i don't want to get this any more serious and spoiler for later when it gets too many more serious they're like we shouldn't continue this and then they just stop continuing it and I'm like this is a really interesting view into these people's relationship
1: kevin has somehow archie become the main character of his own show again
0: That's be good <laughs> he he still has the least interesting like when you look at just, if you want to look at it in a very objective way, the least interesting storyline because one's got aliens and mm-hmm. one's got this weird sex vampire,
1: <laughs> and one has a feud with her father who owns a different town, yeah, and one has PTSD and the trash bait killer.
0: So, uh, meanwhile, uh, Kevin and Fangs hang out, and Kevin has a crazy idea.
1: Maybe Fang should invite one of his trucker friends to the party because Kevin needs to know who Fang's has been hooking
0: well, up with. Yeah, okay, so in this scene, Kevin keeps changing up what he's saying here, but like he says like, Oh well I You know, I've never been with a trucker guy before. I'm like, wait, why? you guys had an open relationship. Why are you lying that you've had sex before?
1: Because you're allowed to hook up with those truckers, Kevin. (laughs) Like, based on the parameters of the relationship that you explained to us earlier in this episode, (laughs) until you and Fang said, oh, we should be monogamous now that the baby's coming. Yeah. You were allowed to sleep with anyone you wanted.
0: And don't get me wrong, it was kind of, like, scummy for you to when you're going out to get food for your pregnant surrogate slash person in your thruple and uh, yeah to like
1: have a sex layover
0: yeah like come on don't be like oh sorry the lineups were so long
1: but like and i mean i understand that they probably had a rule they didn't really talk about what they did because most open really or many open relationships do have that rule yeah but he's just...
0: he. The, the, the problem is that because we haven't seen much of their relationship is the first we're seeing of it, it just feels confusing and weird by, like, what he's lying about and what they're open about. And Fang seems completely, like, not able to figure out what Kevin's, like, doing.
1: And so Fangs will invite a friend because that will make Kevin happy?
0: Well, as Kevin explains, I think Fangs doesn't want to go to the <laughs> Yeah, I think party. Fangs just doesn't want to go to the party. <laughs> and Kevin's like, no, one last... Sexy hurrah before we, you know. Come dads we become dads and husbands. Yeah, dads, dads and husbands. Oh, man. I brought down this one line, which is, this thruple isn't truple. <laughs> 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 and and the the, you know, the further we get in this episode, the more clear it is that this thruple is indeed in trouble. Hey, Kevin. Yeah? Hey, Aaron. Guess
1: what I learned this week? What? You know the guy who plays Charles on Riverdale. Yeah,
0: Chris Milton. Wait, no. What? (laughs) Charles Milton plays Reggie. I know. What happened there?
1: (laughs) The guy who plays Charles is named Wyatt Nash. He was on Survivor under a different name because his real name is a different name and Wyatt Nash is his stage name. Oh. His real name is Matt. Okay. Matt Wyatt something. (laughs) Nash. But now I got to go watch Survivor to see how Charles is on Survivor. Is he a sociopath who knows? Was he acting from reality or was he acting from acting? Man, he was
0: bar- Man that show barely had him acting from reality.
1: <laughs> True.
0: He's sort of like, and now you're a sociopath. And he's like, what? Okay, sure. I guess it makes sense.
1: None of my lines. I guess that's what I was playing all along. I'm such a good actor. I didn't even know.
0: <laughs> all right. <laughs> Back into the episode. Uh <laughs> Alice gets a call from from Polly, though Betty doesn't like believe it's Polly.
1: But Alice talks her through it and she says, No, it was Polly. She I guess called on her cell phone because her cell phone is still alive weeks later. And she's somewhere uncle- dark, cold, and smooth like metal. And
0: then because of this show, Alice like, It sounded like a spaceship. I'm like, really? That's your first thought is spaceship. Because- and not like, I don't know. A metal barn, or
1: a silo, or, or... just a
0: metal container, or the v- many metal things we have on Earth that aren't. A
1: Especially because Alice, we know you haven't been talking to Jughead. Uh, we
0: know you're not involved in the spaceship thing. We know this is just you trying to like connect these things.
1: This show is so heavy-handed sometimes. Yeah.
0: Anyway, Betty thinks it might be a crank call. There's not really a resolution for this right now.
1: But we are going to talk more about spaceships because yes. Bill over at Yield Therapy Group is talking about when he was abducted. Yes. And then the doctor's like, Jughead, you had an experience just like that, didn't you?
0: <laughs> yeah, this doctor's really, I, I guess I've never been to a group there. Maybe trying to like be like, and, and yes, there's a terrible experience that happened to you. Jughead, you had a similar terrible experience, didn't you?
1: Now Jughead tells the story and then it ends with the doctor being like, Have you ever blocked out
0: before? And Jughead hallucinates more alien stuff and, and then
1: he runs out into the afternoon.
0: And he's chased up by someone who it took me way too long to figure out was Tabitha.
1: So me too. I- she looks very different with her hair down, yeah, I guess. Well, because
0: she she's not she's not dressed for work, and I think we've only ever seen her really dressed for work
1: and like the pop tate uniform makes her look like extremely tiny
0: she she looks like an adult
1: yes yeah when she's (laughs) wearing normal clothes she does not look like a tiny teenager she looks like an
0: adult like who's this strangely friendly woman with oh it's tabitha (laughs) anyway um we learn a little bit more about joke time in new york which we kind of had an idea of i told aaron beforehand i'm actually impressed they're continuing continuing with with this
1: because I kind of thought that Jughead, like, pouring whiskey into his coffee was going to be the extent of his alcoholism. Yeah. But it turns out he had wild and crazy writer party
0: days. Yeah. He he, he did drugs, worse drugs than Jingle Jangle.
1: So worse drugs he, than heroin. I
0: did real heroin. It's not
1: real drugs. Not
0: heroin and pixie sticks or, uh, no, Pop Rocks. Jingle Jangle's Pop Rocks. No, Jingle Jangle's pixie sticks. No,
1: Jingle Jangle is... Which one... Yeah. Was- because Pop Rocks was like Fizz Rocks or fizz, something. Yeah,
0: Fizz Yeah, which is I think, it's also, rocks. I think it's also heroin. I think it's, it's all, all heroin.
1: Um, and so Tabitha's like, well, that sounds like a hard time. And I think that you should probably <laughs> get some proper therapy to help you work through the blackouts you had while you were in New York.
0: Yeah, he, he says like he thinks he did think I don't know. Um, but <laughs> Tabitha, Tabitha also tried to exercise herself from this entire situation. Like, maybe you shouldn't go. <laughs>
1: Maybe she, you shouldn't go to this dumb key party. She says it
0: way too casually. She's like, maybe you shouldn't go to Cheryl's key party. Like, she says, it like, maybe you shouldn't go to the cookout. Like, <laughs> Tabitha, you can agree. It is a weird thing for just these friends from high... Like, you know, se- sexual positivity, all things like that. It's weird for a bunch of, like, friends from high school.
1: Who are essentially strangers. Like, they've been working together. They haven't seen each other for seven years, and they've been working together for, like... A month. Like, would, these are essentially strangers. I would also
0: be wildly uncomfortable if I learned that all the teachers at my high school got together <laughs> for a sex party on a weekend. That would be all the teachers at the high school and the person who's funding the high school got together to just bang it out, and I'd be like, I can't go to the school anymore. I'm
1: I'm I'm switching to Hiram School. I'm
0: gonna leave.
1: Oh wait, the guy who's in charge of security at Hiram School was also at that party.
0: Oh my god.
1: I think I have to leave town. Can a trucker take me?
0: <laughs> the truck, <laughs> trucker was there. Two two truckers were there.
1: Well, what about Sweet Pea? Can I go with Sweet Pea?
0: Yeah, Sweet Pea's fine. <laughs> when, Sweet, when Sweet Pea has, has, has his three sums, they're on the theater. They're in the theater stage.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And they're singing and dancing. Yeah,
0: so it's a lot more fun.
1: So Tabitha does in fact suggest that he should not go to the party. And then she asks him out on a date.
0: And he just goes, No. Nah. I think I need to go to this. Key. I need. I think some uh, debauchery will get all this thoughts of debauchery <laughs> out of my head.
1: No, to be fair, Jughead does not realize that he, she is asking him out. But come on. She is a beautiful, well-adjusted, smart person who likes your craziness, Jughead. <laughs> yeah,
0: Jughead, you're not going to do any better than this. You've become a real weird person. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: true.
0: Um, I think he's just aware that there's free drinks there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, now Veronica's helping with the construction. And remember how in the last scene, all the walls were torn down? All of them walls are back.
0: Yep. Veronica and Archie are kind of bonding over Spackle. This whole renovation is not going to last for a long time. I thought this was going to be like, oh, this is under renovation for- The entire season. The entire season. Like when they had the couple episodes streak from- um, The OC. The OC. But, nope. Um. Veronica has been thinking about the things missing in her life. And this still feels like, is she doing that whole fight fire with fire, make Chad jealous thing?
1: Well, because then she goes, Archie, are you missing things in your life? And he's like,
0: Oh. This show keeps on doing these things where it gives Veronica a scene that if they just cut that scene, would it make everything else she do feel so gross? Mm. Like, if we just didn't have the reason why she's talking to Archie so much... Is because she wants to fight fire with fire.
1: Mm -hmm. And it would just seem like she was building a genuine connection with her old love. Yeah,
0: she was just falling back into, you know, the arms of someone who she cares a lot about. Instead of being like, well, my husband walked into a a store with the heiress of a stupid diamond place. (laughs) I guess I better sleep with my ex-boyfriend. That's
1: why she's the most jealous Kevin. Because her diamond store isn't open yet because... Reasons. That's
0: true. God, it's like going to become a thing. God, I hope not. Um, anyway, Archie, Archie responds
1: asks, to with her the question. wildest
0: question I've ever heard. I had another human being ask a human being, which makes me think that Archie does not know what a key party is because they're <laughs> just talking. Like, so is Chad coming to the key party tonight?
1: And then the answer is yeah. yes.
0: I invited him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I told him to. After I said we should take a break, I was like. Yeah, Chad, come to a key party in the town you hate. Hey
0: Chad, you know how you know how we're have we're in a real struggling part of our marriage. Um I without your permission just uh, knowing put, put us both into this key party. Remember
1: how I changed my last name back to my maiden name? Come to a key party with me.
0: And yeah, if they were trying to play this as like, oh, they're trying to spice up their marriage. They've been married for a year. Yeah,
1: the, where, why the spice? Yeah, why Oh, I'll tell you why the spice.
0: The accident.
1: The accident. The
0: accident made me want to go to the key party. <laughs> I want to be very, very clear, clear because we're making a lot of fun of the key party. I don't care what you do. <laughs> I don't but care about this
1: <laughs> particular key party that no one wants to go
0: to, but for some reason they all go to. I have to think people who are in open relationships and are, and maybe do some of the swinging is like, this feels like a weird way of doing it.
1: Well, and like, this feels like a joke you would have seen on like that 70s show. This
0: is a joke from New Girl.
1: Like, I don't think anyone actually does Key parties.
0: I think yeah. I think I think if a bunch of adults want to swing, they just do it.
1: Exactly. <laughs> like, it doesn't need to be an awkward.
0: Yeah, I think I think that if there's a you know a bunch of couples who are like, why don't we all just have sex with each other? They probably just do it. They don't they don't gussy it up with them. We'll trade keys.
1: That's what true sexually fluid, open minded adults do. Not whatever Cheryl describes them as. Yeah.
0: Um. I'm also talking about, like really jealous ass Chad. Is, is going to a key party. He's going to go to the, chi- the key party. I mean, the way they played is definitely thought it was like, yeah, I'm going to have sex with a hot woman in Riverdale and not thinking, oh God, my wife's going to have sex with... He might have been fine if it was anyone other than Archie. Yeah. <laughs> she just well, like- picks Jughead's one, and he's like <laughs> drunk and he's like, you know, that's fine, you know, whatever.
1: <laughs> All right, Betty, let's go.
0: Like, it's, it goes to the same thing where, I don't get the thought process.
1: So we're going to go to the party where no thought yeah. processes will make sense. There's a lot of, like, conversations about, like, oh, where's the alcohol? And Kevin yeah. can't explain to Betty why he told Fangs to invite a trucker because Kevin is <laughs> the least well-fleshed-out character the show has ever had. When he
0: says, I don't know why I'm doing these things, it feels like it's Casey caught saying that. And then Fangs brings, oh, my God, it's Rick.
1: Ooh. Ooh. Um, Chad has a real creepy bit where he's like, Archie, why are all the girls in this podunk town so hot? And I just want to punch his smug face. What wanted Archie to
0: say, because it's a TV show. What'd you what do you expect? What, what do you mean that we're in a TV show?
1: We need to get to the advertiser dollars. I don't know
0: if you noticed, Chad. All the men are hot as well.
1: Except for... Chad is, in fact, the least hot man.
0: <laughs> Maybe you didn't realize with your heteronormative way of looking at things, but also, these men are hot. Look at that man's eyes over there. He's in, he's just an extra. He's so soulful.
1: He's so soulful, Chad.
0: <laughs> I guess he's more of like a, a, a guest character.
1: I guess they had to bring Chad because they had to bring Rick because the numbers had to be even. I, I guess th- that's why Reggie's I th- there. I, th- I thought that's
0: why Reggie was invited, was to even out the numbers. <laughs> Anyway.
1: Oh, who else is at this party, Kevin?
0: Oh, well, Tabitha for some reason came.
1: Who else is at this party?
0: Oh, well, there's Betty, uh, and there's Tony, and there's Minerva Marble.
1: Yeah, why?
0: (laughs) And here's a spoiler. Minerva Marble's the only person who's going to get laid at this party. Well, I guess... Technically, she pairs up with Eric. Technically, so, he also does get that's laid. That's true. Um, and I think she's—I think she's in a doming. Uh, so <laughs> she
1: asks if he can take orders,
0: and you bet he can. So Eric has a good time.
1: Yeah, Eric and Minerva, <laughs> and Minerva have a Minerva great night. To,
0: nobody else does. <laughs> this party implodes so perfectly,
1: and it implodes. So fast that you just Cheryl should have like pulled the pin because Veronica when no one wants to take keys because no one wants to do this party yeah
0: like I think they like maybe all of them were just like we're not actually going to do the whole thing right and then Cheryl's would there and be like right, here's the three rules oh she's, she describes Rick as collateral damage which
1: come on Cheryl come on, you Cheryl. don't even know that soulful man like, all
0: right three rules one consent good rule good um two no redrawing which will happen a lot of times. 3. Do anything you want and don't talk about it. And
1: so she's literally <laughs> describing adult relationships. And I'm except for no redrawing.
0: <laughs> no redrawing, Aaron. Well, um I it's and I'm spending the entire thing being like what is her plan? Here, what is how is this supposed to ruin Tony's happiness? Well. Well, well first thing first, Veronica goes and she draws Archie and Chad is like Wait, my wife's going to have sex with someone?
1: And then he puts hands on her, which Archie Andrews cannot stand
0: for. And then Veronica, Miss I'll fight fire with fire. It's like, how dare two boys fight over me? I won't be the passive heroine between you two Tarzans. Like, you know, in most cases, yeah, but Veronica, you you literally have said you wanted this.
1: So then she drops Archie's key back in and takes Chad's key and takes yeah. him home.
0: <laughs> yeah, and Cheryl can do nothing about it. Because they're adults. All right, now, next to go up is Jughead, who is hella drunk. He's too drunk. Um, and Tabitha's like, he's too drunk, he's got to go home. And Cheryl, misconsent. Consent, is like, absolutely not, no one else can pull out of this no, game. No, drunk is yes, drunk means yes. No, no Cheryl. Cheryl. Jughead is not in any mind to consent. Now, he does pull Tabitha's... Key, key, which seems like chance at this point. So
1: also, I have a question.
0: Yeah,
1: how does this game work? Oh uh, well, when your keys are drawn.
0: You pull your own keys out. You could, you actually see them reach in and pull. Like if okay, key, you pull the other person's keys out.
1: Yeah, so if you, you pull Jughead's keys, then you take your own keys. You
0: actually see her do it. Like Jughead, Jughead pulls Tabitha's keys, and you actually see Tabitha reach in and pull presumably Jughead's keys out.
1: And then she takes them home because yeah. he is too drunk to consent. <laughs> so
0: I was like. All right, fine, I guess. Uh, Eric goes up next, he, and he draws, he draws Minerva, and they just sort of... Go to have sex. And then... Re- I'm gonna pl- sorry, sorry, I'm just going to point
1: something out really quickly. After they take the keys, they leave the party. They do, yeah. This is a bad party, Cheryl. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, yeah. Because
1: they're only there for, like, seven minutes they, before the keys get drawn. And, go,
0: and I mean, the, the prime failure about this is that three of them live in the same house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: So anyway, yes. Um, Reggie goes to draw keys, and he gets fangs. <laughs>
0: and his re- his, his reaction to it is, well, "I guess I'm going to have sex with fangs." And then he kisses him, and then they leave. Like, all right, let's go, let's go, give this a try. And I'm like, yeah, that seems very Reggie. Mm-hmm. Reg Reggie's upset he didn't draw Archie
1: because Reggie loves Archie. Archie loves Archie. But now Archie is his arch nemesis because yeah. Hiram hates Archie.
0: Yeah. Kevin draws Rick. Duh. Betty draws Archie. Duh. Which obviously leaves Cheryl and Tony. Now, Tony calls this out, and this I, makes sense. Like, of course Cheryl's the last one. Cheryl didn't put her keys in. Yeah, exactly. And probably took Tony's keys out.
1: Even though Minerva wasn't the one holding the bowl, so. Well,
0: Minerva's in on it, though. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and I just it,
1: forgot a reasonable adult could be in on this. And despite the
0: fact that Cheryl, well, I don't know where she hid the keys, she's, her dress does not lead towards that
1: she's wearing like a 1920s flapper dress except not really at all
0: very quickly so earlier on the, the clothing for a lot of this she's wearing like essentially a bra under a see-through shirt mm-hmm. and once again sex positive, it body positive whatever it feels inappropriate for the high school yeah
1: yes it is very inappropriate for the high school it's fine like the rest of the time you do you yeah but like
0: it feels inappropriate at the high school. There
1: are sometimes to be professional and there are sometimes to be a different type of professional. Yeah. So, um Cheryl's big plan. Cheryl's big plan is to convert a room in this mansion to be a creepy ass nursery. Yeah. Because Cheryl didn't know why she was rebuilding her ancestral home, but it turns out she was rebuilding it so that Tony could steal her own baby from Fangs and Kevin and move into this mansion with it. And also Cheryl planned this party so that Fangs and Kevin would have sex with different people and then break up and destroy Tony's happiness because Cheryl doesn't know they're in an open relationship.
0: That's the only thing I can imagine how why Cheryl was thinking that that it would that it would destroy them. But
1: I don't know why Cheryl thinks that these people have to have sex when they leave. Well,
0: and also, yeah, it's I mean it's the exact same as with Spin the Bottle. There's no reason that that Archie They're... and Veronica had to make out in the closet. And and spin the bottle. They mostly didn't. Yeah, bit, but then I guess her magic powers, like, not only that these people agreed to go to a party where they would potentially have sex with other people. Like, she didn't force them and trick them into it like it's a high school thing where it's like, oh, peer pressure says, you gotta do it. No, maybe they had a conversation at home and said, "Do you really want to do this?" Like, "Yeah, you know what? It
1: could be something fun to try let's, before we settle down." Yeah,
0: let's let's do it. Also, we're two gay guys and there's a lot of women at the party and straight men. Like,
1: what are the chances that we're going to get anyone who wants to hook up
0: with us? Yeah, like if Rick didn't go there, <laughs> neither of them would have anyone to hook up with. Yeah. So, Cheryl's plan is Dumb and is dumber by her being like, just take the baby. Just steal the baby. Leave with me. And oh, God, I don't know why I was. Bu- you know why you were building. You said you want to be make your legacy. Yeah. Recover your name and be a better person. It wasn't to
1: trick Tony into stealing her own baby or whatever you're trying to say, Cheryl. And thank
0: God it took forever. But Tony, it's like took this for Tony to realize trying to steal a baby. Oh, my God. You are a terrible person.
1: Cheryl. You have so many
0: problems and I cannot link my life to yours. Tony, who this entire episode was like, maybe we can get back together. Maybe we can get back together. She'll be like, no, no, we have to get it back together under my terms.
1: And then Tony's like, wait, you want to trap me <laughs> in a creepy house with a baby just like you did in high school? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> like,
0: it's, it is, It's is great. Because I don't care about Cheryl, and man, did I wish this was just Cheryl off the show now. (laughs) I don't want to see more of her.
1: But you know she's going to win because we're supposed to root for her for unknowable reasons.
0: Yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll sort of pick up on where all these swingers ended up. So Kevin. and Rick talk in just a gazebo somewhere. So
1: um, it is confirmed that Kevin and Fangs have only been open for the past three years. And then yeah. Rick goes, yeah, but I hear you're getting monogamous again because you guys are having a baby. And I think that's super rad. I'm really rooting for you guys. You seem like a lovely couple.
0: Yeah, it seems super nice. And then it's, it's like Kevin's like, I need to find a way to end this scene sad. Has Fangs ever talked about me? And, and Rick's, Rick's like, no. That would be uncomfortable. That would be very weird. Like, I'm aware of your open relationship, but...
1: We do not talk about yeah. <laughs> his primary relationship when we hook up on the road.
0: Yeah, that's that's weird. And it feels like this what has to make Kevin be like, Oh my god, Fangs doesn't talk about me too his random hookups?
1: Despite our rule being not to talk about random hookups.
0: Well, and also, that's not sexy to random hookups. Yo, this is great, but let me tell you what it's like when I have sex with my husband. Okay... Cool.
1: So, Kevin is sad. Yeah. Uh, Not t- sad is Jughead. He's yeah. just so
0: drunk. Tabitha brings Jughead home. Once again, reiterates, maybe you should go to better therapy.
1: Real, th- Jughead, real therapy. Yeah. yeah. Therapy for you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then Jughead falls asleep and she's like, okay, well, I'll just cover you with a blankie. Yeah. Uh, I'm a functional adult <laughs> on the show.
0: Uh, Kevin arrives home to fangs. Uh
1: fangs is just eating some some like uh fruit, fruit loops oops. yeah because reggie despite all his posturing has sadly discovered he's
0: fully straight
1: and boy like i bet reggie tried so hard i bet
0: he did he's like no i think i could do it. i'm i was like no i it's fine if you're straight no no
1: no uh, oh, you're, you're a real handsome man fangs
0: <laughs> do this we don't have no no i, I promise i I could do it. I'm really into (laughs) you, I swear. It's the rule of the keys. No, just go home, Reg. Fine. But
1: Fangs, I love Archie so much. (laughs) And nothing's
0: beautiful about that. Um, (laughs) Kevin also didn't hook up with Rick. They just talked in gazebo. And then a very strange sequence of events happened.
1: (laughs) So Kevin tells Fangs that he's not ready to get married. And Fangs is like... I'm, what what and then what? kevin's like well my experiences and then things like do you want to have an open marriage we, we can do that
0: <laughs> F- thanks a very accommodating human being is like i just love you and, and kevin's like i love you too but i don't understand the lines i have to say in this scene once again it sounds like casey caught just being like i don't know why i'm doing these things and the biggest thing like, we might as well bring it up now. I could have brought it up earlier, hmm. but... So, Tony's baby is there. Like, it's not like she got knocked up by someone else and they all decided to do it together. It was decided...
1: That one of them is...
0: Or they, Yeah, they mix up their sperm, it maybe. It could have
1: been that Rachel Berry thing where they mix them together in a petri dish and they'll never know who the real dad is. Yeah, whatever
0: it is, they decide that she would be the surrogate nine months ago and
1: they've kept it a secret and
0: decide they would and decided spur the moment let's get married like it just feels me like you 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 already feel like you took a huge step but aren't treating it like yo Nine months ago, we decided to have a baby and got our friend pregnant.
1: And I'm not saying you have to be married to have a baby, because you don't. This is the year 2027. But, you can do whatever you want. But
0: Kevin has this moment here where he seems like he's not even sure if they should be having a baby at all. I'm like, it's too late, Kevin. Talk about this nine months ago when Tony... it. It's, and,
1: like, it, in, in vitro fertilization is expensive.
0: It sets up this, this weird thing where, like... I had this on like him later, when you hear Tony talk and hear them talk, it's like, Did, this makes it sound like Tony pushed them into getting her pregnant so she could have a baby. But
1: then Fang says this was all Kevin's idea. Kevin Everything's baby. Kevin's idea. Kevin, Kevin wanted to get engaged.
0: It's the problem of, like, because there was no setup, we don't know what their position is.
1: And I mean, I guess in some ways it could be interesting not to know the truth, but the problem is, Kevin... Is the least well developed character who has ever existed on any TV show, like the, the least well-developed well developed lead character that has ever existed on any TV show.
0: It's it's the problem is it's too much of a storyline that requires intricate knowledge of these characters, all of whom were secondary characters. Really, it's true, Kevin. Kevin, last season, like, and we earlier
1: know, this season, and it's
0: been seven years. We don't know the state any of them are in for us to feel really involved in and it
1: the thing is they never explained well in any previous seasons why kevin was into cruising at one point he was like you don't know what it's like to be gay i have no options and that is not true apparently there's there
0: so many gay people in riverdale so even when now it's become the dunk to all it's all the, the gay trucker line just rolling through
1: so i mean in real life yes but in Riverdale and in the world they have set up in this TV show, it's, Kevin's actions are not motivated.
0: It's, it's the problem between, like, real life and what is the wor- what is the real world and the world that's set up in this show.
1: And the world that they've set up in this show is very different than the real world, as witnessed by all these anachronisms.
0: And what I could want to bring up is, it feels very weird that they're like, Hey, Tony, we want you to, uh, you know, carry our baby for nine months. We don't want to tell people until about eight months that it's ours. So you can be the one who's like, oh, I'm definitely pregnant. But me and Cam- like me and Fangs want to feel like we could back out at any moment. It's uh, kind of the feeling. It
1: gets. Yeah, it's not great. And things like it. Like,
0: now, I don't have ovaries. I can't carry a baby. So I'll have to make another comparison. Uh, let's say like a pizza. A pizza is like a baby. Yeah. A baby is like a pizza. If someone was like, hey, I want you to make this pizza for me. I don't want you to carry it around for nine months. Here's the thing, though. Don't tell anyone it is my pizza. Just carry around this pizza, and in nine months, we'll have this pizza together.
1: All three of us will eat this pizza
0: together. But do not, until we are ready, tell anyone that the pizza that you are carrying around, that everyone can see you are carrying around, is our pizza. Because it really feels like they just want to be like... I mean, if it comes down to it, we'll just be like, oh, no, you're a crazy person.
1: Well, I don't know where you got that pizza <laughs> from. <laughs> I've never pi- seen a pizza before in my life. <laughs>
0: no, we're just we're just two gay men loving life. We don't want to have a pizza.
1: <laughs> oh, we got to work out at the Archie's gym, which is a gym now and also a firehouse. It's
0: weird they set it up so, like, I'll never tell who the father is. Because
1: they have to tell. <laughs> <'Cause> they-
0: <laughs> it's weird.
1: So, um... Betty and Archie are hanging out in her room and they're like, why aren't we hooking up when anyone says we can hook up?
0: And they have the best conversation on this show to date.
1: And we discussed this earlier, but essentially yep. things are getting a little bit too real. Yep. And Betty needs our Ar- – things are getting rough for Betty. Yep. So she needs him for emotional support and she can't get emotional support and sex from him.
0: And, and Archie's like, I still have feelings for Veronica.
1: And Betty's like, that's cool.
0: <laughs> and, like, it all but ends with them being like, cool, nodding, shaking hands, and going their own way. Like, that's really the feel of this. It. It's like, excellent. I'm so glad this will not blow up. Goodbye. Goodbye. And
1: it won't, because Betty has other things to focus on, and Archie does not have yeah. the capacity.
0: Um. <laughs> so, meanwhile, checking in the other couple, Chad wonders if Veronica vied there- him there to make him jealous, which... Yes.
1: Yeah, Chad, it was a key party.
0: It was 100% that. Fully 100%. Now, Veronica obviously has to be like, no, but it did make me think of something. And then it cuts away before she says it, even though we all know what it is, which is that she's clearly divorcing him, finally.
1: But first we have to see Jughead be hungover and then hallucinate an alien.
0: Hallucinate another alien. Uh. So Cheryl has finished her painting of Minerva. And
1: Minerva loves it. She loves it so much that they have to sexy kiss.
0: What is Minerva's thing in this show? What is and what is so appealing about, about Cheryl. Cheryl that when Minerva met her... For the first time, I was like, oh, my God, you haven't been out of your house in seven years, and you're giving up your dead brother's painting, but you actually made a fake version of your dead brother's painting to keep it? I'm so turned on by you.
1: Clearly, you must paint me, and then I must help you manipulate all of your high school friends, and then I'll tell you you're (laughs) beautiful, but you'll say you're repulsive, and then we'll kiss.
0: (laughs) All part of my plan, which is really what it comes out as. Also, in the middle, i got to have sex with a soldier, so... Ooh, Minerva! You know what Minerva's living—living living her best life. I don't. Know. She also might be in her thirties. Like it's unknowable. She gets older and younger depending on the scene, and
1: depending on her costuming.
0: Yeah. Uh, so you know what? Okay, Minerva. You 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 get you,
1: it. You get on with your freak self. You <laughs> do it.
0: You you wandered into a series and you're like, oh, this series is insane.
1: Perhaps I should be insane.
0: <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes when you enter the asylum you have to become one with the madmen.
1: <laughs> Speaking of decidedly not madman Archie is cleaning his fire truck
0: However, Veronica comes in there to uh, to explain that like oh yeah we're getting a divorce fine <laughs> I kind of want Archie to just be like I mean yeah.
1: Like, yes. Obviously. I, I saw you, and I was sad you were married, and then I was more sad that you were sad, and I would like it if you <laughs> were happy. Would you
0: be happy. And poor Archie. Veronica will never be happy. No. No. And
1: he's like, I must tell you something that perhaps will make you sad. I have had many hookups with Betty. And Veronica's like, okay.
0: Though I will say, she plays a little bit like... That's fine. <laughs> like the past is in the past. Like it does feel a little bit like okay. No, no, Veronica.
1: Veronica, you were married.
0: It's fine. It's fine. Be for once in your life be reasonable.
1: <laughs> and she is.
0: And then I get some sexy time. Uh Meanwhile, Betty, she gets the, gets a collect call from Polly.
1: And it's for real Polly, and Polly is somewhere. She's in a phone booth, and she doesn't know where she is, and she escaped, and they're coming. <laughs> I'm
0: on the highway. And Betty goes, Lon- the lonely highway? Yeah, what other highway would you ever be talking about, Betty?
1: And then Betty's like, okay, here's the deal. We're going to get in the car. You're going to call me back on my cell phone. We're going to find you.
0: And then weirdly enough, by implying they should be on the cell phone, it feels like they should have experienced whatever happens here. Because when they get to the payphone, it is... Smashed.
1: There's so much blood. So it's much side blood. Sideways. Polly will be alive, but how could she be alive? Yeah, if
0: it's, it feels like this should have happened on a phone. Like you should have heard this on the phone. But yes, very, very smashed, very bloody. And dun dun dun, what's happening next? So, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. Through this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment?
1: Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where Logic, for reasons that could not ever be explained, went to a party with all of their high school friends and just walked away holding a handful of drama, which in this metaphor is keys.
0: Oh, they did a key party and just and nobody had sex with somebody weird. I know. I mean...
1: There was some sex, but it was normal.
0: Yeah. I mean, we didn't see Eric and Minerva, but good for them. We didn't see Eric the next day. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
1: He's dead. Him dead.
0: (laughs) He's still chained up in Minerva's bed, (laughs) which might be in Cheryl's house.
1: It's unknowable. So did I pick that as my CW moment? I did not. I picked the scene where Fangs tells Kevin that he wants to be monogamous. Oh, dang
0: it. He's like my scene. We didn't talk (laughs) about it, but yeah, go ahead.
1: Which for inexplicable explicable reasons takes place in a sauna?
0: No, it doesn't take place in a sauna. They're both standing up staring at each other.
1: And Fangs goes, "Kevin, you got some muscles."
0: <laughs> like and then they don't move. They just they're two grown-ass men standing in a sauna staring at each other standing. Why aren't they sitting down? It feels so uncomfortable.
1: Did Casey Cott just, like, really work out a lot over the break? And they're like, we've got to show off all his muscles.
0: He could have been sitting down. They could have moved. To sitting. They talk for a while afterwards.
1: It's not a short scene. It feels
0: so uncomfortable.
1: Kevin, I can't ask you if you have a CW moment. We have to have this pure moment, <laughs> this shared experience of horror.
0: Just this, these people-
1: they're like two puppets in a Punch and Judy show, only without the punching.
0: Well, it feels like they're dolls posed in that way, and someone's and like, well, we can't move them, because we have to go in and we have to readjust them.
1: Well, and here's the thing. Their towels are not high enough, so if they move or sit down, those abs... I mean, you know what happens when people sit? Their bodies shift slightly.
0: I Maybe that was the reason why. But we've seen Hiram and, and Archie have a talk in here, and they were both... Sitting down and, like, leaning back to show how strong they are. But maybe
1: getting into that position, that's not sexy.
0: <laughs> I do have a, another moment I could pick. All right, what's your other Isn't the other one? It's a quick moment that we didn't really mention, but it's when Cheryl goes to see Tony. She kicks the door in. Well, she boots it. Yeah, she is so infuriated by the fact that Tony is going to have specifically a baby with Kevin and Fangs, who... I didn't realize Cheryl actually had any thoughts on. Any awareness of. But she does seem upset that it's them particularly, which I almost think is homophobic. I mean, it actually could be homophobic. She could be she, be. she
1: could be against gay men.
0: Yeah, she really thinks it's hot when women make out, but but boys, ew. Um, but yeah, so she, she does it by just, boom, kicking the door open in her heels. <laughs> I'm like, God probably could have opened it. And Tony doesn't react to that <laughs> at all. Tony's just like, uh-huh. <laughs> They're just like, just open the door. Go back out and open the door.
1: I'm in charge here. I'm the guidance counselor. In this school, we open doors with our hands.
0: <laughs> <sighs>
1: Look, here's was- the thing, Riverdale. I've been saying for, we've both been saying for years, give Kevin a storyline. This is not what we meant.
0: Yeah, yeah. they The thing is they want to come in at the end of the storyline. They didn't, they didn't do any of the setup.
1: You didn't earn it.
0: Nope. You have this weird. You you suddenly introduce they are in an open relationship, but then they're closing the relationship. But then Kevin is feeling really weird about like other. I cannot figure out his motivation. I can't even figure out guesses at his motivation. I have no
1: guess. Yeah. Like
0: is he is he afraid is he afraid of commitment? They've been together for, for eight years and they chose to have a baby no- like seven months ago.
1: And he seems to want to stay with Fangs but not married. Which
0: like okay. So is the problem that Fangs is really, really hung up on? I want to get even if we're an open relationship. I want to get married.
1: Has, has Kevin just had like casual self destructive behavior for the past ten years, and it's never been a plot point, and he's never because Kevin <laughs> I mean, seems like a smart guy. I mean, to be fair,
0: we have seen some of the self destructive behavior. Like it's all it's always based around it's cruising. Always- Always and, cruising.
1: And I'm tired of this, Riverdale. Give him a storyline about him as a person, not him as a gay man who partakes in dangerous gay man behavior. Because that's what you're saying to me. Yeah. And that's not what a character is. And that's not the representation you should be giving me on the show. It's really
0: weird because, like, fangs, even when, when it's like, like, do you want to get married and still cruise in the woods? Sure. Like, like,
1: you love cruising. I'm here for like it.
0: Whatever. Yeah, get on Grindem, I think it's called here.
1: So on that note, if you have feelings about what Riverdale has done, if you understand why Kevin is doing what he's doing, please tell us. Our social media is podcastmoa, podcastmoa, at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com. And please give us your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions on Apple Apple Podcast or your podcaster of choice. It means the world to us, and it makes such a big difference for our show.
0: I think that pretty much sums it up pretty well. Uh, You can uh, catch my books. They're available on my website. There's All Cuts Fall. There's Endless Hunger. There's some short story collections I'm a part of on there. It's uh, kevinweirdbooks.com.
1: And you can read my writing over at aflimsyplan.com.
0: And now we'll see you next week.
1: What is happening on the lonely highway?
0: Is Hiram still planning something?
1: We're going to have to come up with new questions. Eventually. Yeah,
0: that's just all this and more in the next episode of Mystery Outsiders and Abs.
1: A teen drama fan cast?